0: (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 566 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, here's today's question from Colin.
1: Hey, Pat. My name is Colin Stover, and I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I want to start off by saying that I think your show is, eh, it's all right. I'm just kidding. I love your show, of course. Just like everyone else who listens to you, you're fantastic, and you deliver a lot of value, so keep that up. My question today is about tracking and measurement as a new podcaster and blogger. I just started my podcast and blog called The 20-Something Entrepreneur, which you can see at 20se.co, that's not com.co. and I come from a service business background, so I'm used to the standard service business measurements that I can track on a monthly basis, like the amount of jobs I did and how much money I made from those jobs and all that kind of stuff Uh, to be sure that I'm heading to where I want to go goal wise with a podcast that isn't monetized yet, it seems a little less cut and dry, a little harder to know what I should be focusing on in terms of the numbers go. So should it be the number of downloads I'm getting, the number of visits to my site, what pages people are most interested in? Are there certain numbers that you specifically like to track month by month by month by month, aside from what you put in your expense, or expense reports um, or your, your income reports rather? So also I use Blueberry PowerPress if that helps uh, as per your recommendation. And I just set up their free statistics tracking today, but I'm not quite sure. Like, does that give you all of the statistics that you need in total for plays across the board on iTunes, Stitcher and your own site? So I'm just a little confused on what numbers I should be tracking because I really, really believe that you should be tracking everything in your business on at least a monthly basis, if not more often. And uh, just not exactly sure what I should be looking at. Thank you so much, Pat.
0: Hey, what's up, Colin? Thanks so much for the question today. And I love this because tracking is obviously very important, but knowing what to track is much more important. And it could be tough because there's a lot of things to track. And if we end up wasting time focusing on things that don't matter, the things that do matter kind of get left behind or put put, put in the back burner. So we definitely want to focus on the right things. And I think this is a smart question for a person who's just starting out to ask. So here are four things that you need to track, and these are things that are going to help you just understand better what's going on and what could be improved and what's working so you could do more of that, so on and so forth. So the first thing you want to track, if you're a podcaster, definitely the first thing you want to track is downloads. So you want to track how many people are actually listening to the show, because that's going to give you a baseline number that's going to affect a lot of these other things that I'm I'm about to share with you. But the downloads, yes, are very important, and PowerPress should give you the downloads across the board, but to get a more accurate result, it, go to your server, whether it's Libsyn or SoundCloud or Buzzsprout or Podbean, whatever your podcast host is. They'll tell you how many times that thing has been downloaded, your your episodes, uh, and that's where you start. So – Over time, hopefully you could see that number going up. If there's a dip, that'll give you a sign that something's not right or something's going wrong because most podcasters will see a steady growth, especially in the first part of their uh, career because they get featured on New and Noteworthy. You get that free exposure on iTunes, for example. And then after eight weeks, you start to see a dip, and that's normal. So don't freak out if that happens. It's just you lose that immediate exposure on new and noteworthy but there are obviously some things you can do to increase the number of downloads that is asking people to subscribe so they continue to get those downloads and that's why Typically, it starts to continue to grow over time exponentially because people who subscribe will get those episodes immediately uploaded to their uh, to their device. Um, beyond that, you could also make sure that you have an easy way for people to get access to the podcast if they're coming from your website. You can have increased rankings on iTunes, so more exposure that way. You could do cross-promotions with other podcasters or bloggers. So there's a lot of things you can do. You can have some guests come on who maybe. You know, very popular or who would be willing to share that podcast too. Here's a quick tip. Interview forum owners and group owners on LinkedIn and Facebook, they're going to be the ones who promote it more than anybody because they're being featured. So those are a few things you can do to increase downloads. From there, you want to understand what's happening on your site, even though you might consider yourself primarily a podcaster. I I don't know if that's the case, but this is a comment for everybody. If you consider yourself primarily a podcaster, you definitely want to make sure you have a website and a website that converts and we'll talk about that's kind of the next step but step number two the thing you have to track is how many people are coming to your site and where are they coming from that's that's another important thing so here's what i would do if you have a podcast you want to have a special link that helps you determine how many people are coming from the podcast to a particular page on your website which we'll call a landing page and this will have some sort of incentive for people to download that converts them into your email list that's the third thing you want to track how are those people on your website actually converting into your email list that's the third thing you want to track that's really really important now going back to step number two the traffic on your website you want to understand where those people are um and you know what what the most popular means of getting to your website is and not everybody who listens to your podcast is going to go through that special link that you have you might want to use a wordpress plugin called pretty link to uh, easily direct to that particular page on your website if it if there's a long url or you can even uh, get a domain just for that. For example, if you go to emailthesmartway.com, that'll take you to a landing page on smartpassiveincome.com. I just purchased emailthesmartway.com and forwarded to that particular website page on my on my blog where people can download email the smart way, which is a, a lead magnet, of course, in exchange for their email address. So that's one thing you can do, and I keep track of that. And that's only mentioned on the podcast. Actually, that particular link. So that's, that's the second thing is traffic, and um, from there, you definitely want to c- keep track of, like I said, the conversions into your email list, and also, similar to traffic, where on your website are people converting into your email list? Obviously, you want to have many different opportunities for that, not just on your sidebar, not just at the end of your posts, but perhaps there's a strategically planned pop-up that doesn't Uh, that doesn't interrupt a person's kind of experience on your website, but more enhances it. Uh, You could use lead pages, for example, to help you do that, Uh, creating a lead box where when people click a button to subscribe, then a pop-up shows up, for example. That's called a lead box. You could also have uh, opt-in forms on your most popular pages. For example, your about page, which is a a best practice. Um, Any other pages on your site that seem to be very popular, that's what you could do Also, and also, like I said, the landing page that's coming from your podcast or anywhere else that you seem to be featured on or have um, extended your reach to. Then, uh, you also want to make sure you understand how those emails then convert into sales. And that's really the final step uh, in in the sales process. And so, conversions are really important because, I mean, you really got to keep track of all that and I think you could get very, very detailed with where people are coming from and how the, each of those different peoples uh, convert. But I think just keeping it simple is going to make it the most useful for you without giving you a headache and, and, and just spreading you thin. So downloads of your podcast are really important. You need to know if people are listening. But then how many people coming from your podcast are actually coming to your site? And where else are people coming to your site? Where, what avenues are they coming in from? Uh, and then how are those people actually converting into your email list? and then how are people on your email list converting into sales or clicks clicks on emails are obviously really important the number of people who open the emails or the open rates are you know it's kind of a vanity measurement i think what's what's most important is how many people are clicking on those links, whether it's to a sales page or to a product or an affiliate offering or just, uh, again, if you're just sharing a link to a blog post that you just published or a podcast episode, how many people are clicking. So those are the things I would keep track of. That's what you should be focusing on. And again, it's sort of a, a journey process. So where during that journey are people dropping off? Where are they uh, excelling and accelerating that growth and uh, for your blog and then just do more of what's working and less of what's not. So Colin, I hope that answers your question and I appreciate you. I wish you all the best. We're gonna send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And again, thank you for all the compliments on what I'm up to here. And hopefully, again, like I said, this episode has been helpful to you and everybody else out there. For those of you listening, if you have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. You can ask right there on that page. And I also wanna mention that my new book, Will It Fly, Wall Street Journal bestseller, is now available as an audiobook on audible.com. You can also check it out at Amazon on willitflybook.com, and again, it's available for you to listen to, and I know you guys like to listen because you're here and you've actually completed this episode, and you'll hear my voice because I recorded it myself. I was very uh, adamant on doing that, and I'm glad I did. And I actually went in to re-record some stuff that I wasn't happy with um, that I initially recorded, and I think you're going to love it. So, again, check it out, willitflybook.com. Download the audiobook now. You're going to love it. And as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote is from Maimonides, which is a uh, which is a, a philosopher from back in the day, I believe. My mom, my momides, Maimonides. M-A-I-M-O-N-I-D-E-S. Maimonides. Yeah. <laughs> he said... The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. Love that. The risk of a wrong decision is preferable to the terror of indecision. Cheers. Take care. And I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while.